welcome to the Door of Life Church podcast. Our mission is to share the love of Jesus with the world and believers, to teach them how to walk in victory, and to help them find and fulfill God's plan for their life. If you have any comments about today's podcast, please contact us through our website at dooroflife.org. Door of Life Church, where faith meets real life. started here. We're going to start with a passage of scripture in the book of Hebrews. This is Hebrews chapter 6 and verses 11 through 15. The Hebrew writer says, we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so we see something here, the Hebrew writer is just encouraging us. He's saying that there is a certain diligence and assurance of hope that we have to the end. And there's an admonition to not become sluggish, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, he uses the example here of Abraham. You know, he said, blessing, I'll bless you, multiplying, I'll multiply you, he's going to make you a father of many nations. And the thing of it is, is that from the time that Abraham got the promise, his name was even different, it was just Abram, From the time Abram got the promise to the time he had his name changed to Abraham and received Isaac, it was 25 years. So that's quite a significant example he provides here for us. But he's saying through faith and patience. It says after he had patiently endured, he received the promise. And so this morning, I just want to minister along the lines of this as it relates to faith and patience this morning. A lot of times people will talk about faith, and we talk about faith, we believe in faith, word of faith, standing on the word, all those different kind of things. And you might hear people sometimes say, yeah, I tried that faith stuff and it didn't work. I've tried faith and, well, faith is one side of it, but you got to ask yourself the question too, have you tried the patience stuff? Because it's through faith and patience that you inherit the promises of God, all right? We can kind of get a romantic idea of faith. And when you go back and look at the Bible, there is some gaps here. You know, we read it quick, and you just gloss over a few verses, and maybe a lot of time passes. But, you know, in real life, you know, they were getting up, going to bed, doing life for years sometimes before certain things came to pass. And so the Scripture's admonishing us here, you know, it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. In other words, we're getting in faith, but we're staying in faith. There's something um, uh, Kenneth Hagin would say, that's the, the school that I'd graduated from. He had talked about faith and patience in this sense. You know, he would minister, he loved to just minister the word. I mean, his, his great desire was to just minister the word for people to get the word and receive it, and receive healing, and receive the things that they have. He said, but he also, he also ministered 
um, through gifts of the Spirit, through the laying out of hands, different things like that. And um, even when he would minister through the laying out of hands, he would have people say, you know, one way, not the only way God heals is through the ministry of laying out of hands. There's a lot of different ways that faith is released, that faith is, you know, you know, expressed. I mean, when Jesus came to that centurion, you know, he said, okay, I'll, his servant was homesick. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come over and heal him. The servant said, no, you just say the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, wow, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Say the word. There's different ways that faith is released. There's different points of contact of faith. And I remember that, you know, and that was kind of his thing. The Lord called him. He said, go teach my people faith. So he had a narrow call from God, and that was his place. And so that's what he did. He taught faith. But he said something that he said just came out of his spirit once when he was ministering faith to somebody. Because, you know, you get somebody in faith, and you can tell they're in faith, and they're receiving something. But he said it just came out of his spirit, and then he'd been using it ever since. He said after he prayed for them, he, he said, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. You're in faith, stay in faith. The, the switch is on. I can see you know and believe. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Now, that's kind of an interesting way of simply saying, stay in faith, standing in faith, fight the good fight of faith. But I like the way it was spoken because it creates a visual for me that I can see and appreciate as it relates to my own faith. So I'm kind of using that illustration as my, my sermon title this morning and simply called Keeping the Switch of Faith Turned On. What does it look like in real life where faith meets real life as it relates to keeping the switch of faith turned on? I'm in faith. I believe something about God. I believe something in my life. And when we're talking about keeping the switch of faith turned on, this is broad. Healing, certainly, physical healing is, is one aspect of standing in faith and believing God for healing. But you can also be in faith for a lot of things in your life. He, you know, the classic ones, you probably hear healing or finances or relationships, things like that. But it extends to every area of your life. It could be freedom from fear. It could be freedom from a circumstance. It could be a certain oppression. It could be a certain narrative that can't, can't, you can't seem to stop. But you know that there's freedom in Christ in every area. And sometimes you can take a look at these areas that have maybe have been your kryptonite, what the scripture says, weights and sins that so easily beset you, all right? Kryptonite, however you want to put that. The stuff that trips you up, all right? And you know what it's like to even experience victory in that for a while, and then you're back. And there's something about keeping the switch of faith turned on. I'm not going to just get in faith, but through faith and patience, I'm going to inherit the promise of that freedom that I have in Christ, that promise of overcoming that I have in Christ in that area. And so as we're talking about keeping the switch of faith turned on this morning, just let the Holy Spirit, like we'll say, preach the second sermon of the Holy Spirit what is the second sermon of the Holy Spirit? It's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about what I'm saying to you this morning. That's the sermon you're ultimately coming for, how the Holy Spirit's going to apply this. So let this be a message of hope and encouragement in whatever area 
you know, that you are looking to see free. And sometimes you're even interceding circumstantially on behalf of other people. You're believing God for certain circumstances to turn around and staying in faith for that too. So however this may apply, let this encourage you this morning that we can keep the switch of faith turned on. Now, there's just going to be two aspects to this message this morning as far as keeping the switch of faith turned on. And that first one is what we're calling the switch of agreement, okay? The switch of agreement. Now, the switch of agreement as it relates to the switch of faith is simply agreeing with God, all right? The scripture gives us says it this way, 2 Corinthians 1. As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preached to you, and is God's ultimate yes. He always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. You might know some of the more traditional translations where, you know, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. All right? So, and I like the way the New Living puts it here. They're yes and amen. He gives a yes to his promise and we amen his promise. What are we doing? We're agreeing with him. We're simply agreeing with his promise. God said this, and I say, yes. Lord, I, he, God says, by his stripes, you were healed. I say, by your stripes, I was healed. I'm just agreeing with your word. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not trying to be anybody. I'm not part, putting on a persona. I'm just agreeing with the word. I agree with the word. What am I doing? I'm keeping the switch of faith turned on. Sometimes when we think of keeping the switch of faith turned on, we feel like we're trying to maintain a feeling of faith. I'm not. I'm just simply agreeing. I'm maintaining an agreement. I'm keeping my amen on his yes. I'm keeping it there. Now, why is that such a powerful part of keeping the switch of faith turned on? Because you know, it doesn't take much power in the natural to turn a switch on. You know, Jesus said, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed. It's, it's the power is not in your, you, what your faith is doing is that that switch isn't the power. All that switch is doing is making the connection to the power. You only need a little mustard seed to flip a switch. All right? It's keeping it switched. It's keeping it there. All right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, my faith isn't the power. My faith is simply um, closing the circuit to the power. I'm not generating... You know, that switch, when I flip it, it doesn't generate the lights here. That, these lights are being generated from the power company. The switch is just in agreement. It's closing the circuits. It's agreeing with the power, and lights are coming on. That's what our faith really is. The promises of God are the yes, and our amen is the switch that's agreeing with it so God can do what only God can do. Praise God. 
But there is, a, there is an agreement. There is an agreement that we add to his yes, to his promise, uh, that, make, that keeps the switch of faith turned on. So whatever it is, you know, this is where I'm going back to whatever those promises are. What are the promises that I'm standing on? I need to know what that promise is. What is it that I'm standing on? I'm agreeing with that promise. I'm not letting go of that promise. Now, the reason why, um, you know, that staying in agreement is such a big deal is because Jesus knew we would experience conflict with that. He said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. All right? Now, this is where he's, you know, Jesus brings out you know, that conflict that tries to interfere with our faith. What is it? Does not doubt in his heart, but believes. You could say this, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and stays in agreement with those promises, he will have whatever he says. Agreement, doubt, agreement. There is a conflict. There is a switch. There is a switch between agreement and doubt. In other words, I flip the switch, but there's another pressure that's trying to flip that switch back down. In other words, I want it on. I want faith, but there's doubt that I'm going to experience. There are things that are going to come at me. Now, when you read this scripture, it doesn't mean, oh my goodness, I just have faith. I'm not capable of any doubt. No, he knew that there would be doubt that we would have to deal with. He knew that we're going to have to overcome some things when he said this. So he's addressing it right here. But there is faith, doubt. This is a toggle. And when we keep the switch of faith turned on, it's just like, my, I get, I'm not emotionally working anything up. I'm just simply stubbornly staying in agreement with the Word of God, whatever that is. It's just simple agreement. Um, Jesus gave us a few clues of some of those things that would cause doubt, some of those things that would try to get us off that word. He put it this way. A farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they have no deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Now, this kind of gets a little bit more graphic about some of those things that can cause our heart to get off the word of God. Sometimes it is just like what the scripture says, just the cares of life. We can just get distracted, worry, you know, different things like that. And all of a sudden we just kind of neglect the switch of faith and we're just kind of off into other things and we're, we can be kind of, um, 
or distracted by wealth or um, the cares of the world, uh, different, you know, persecuted. Are oh, you? You're one of those who believes the word of God. You, who do you think you are? Well, why didn't that? You know, all of a sudden you can get different things like that that can get the focus off. All of a sudden can get you to start doubting. Is this really? Has God said? Different things like that. So Jesus kind of gives us some examples of things that can get us off in terms of our, of our believing God. But this is what I want to really get across, I guess, this morning in terms of a point of agreement. Um, and this is just walking with the Lord. And if you've walked with the Lord very long, you know this too. When you're believing God for stuff the first time, um, keeping the switch of faith turned on does not mean that it's never been turned off. Put it that way. In other words, when I've believed God for stuff, you know, I've been believing God for stuff and something happens and the switch of faith is turned off and I turn it back on, all right? Keeping the switch of faith turned on doesn't mean that something doesn't get in there and distract you and turn it off. It just means I'm going to keep it on. You understand? If it's turned off and I walk away, then it's off. But keeping the switch of faith turned on doesn't mean that I walk in perfect, doubtless, 100% faith, never distracted ever. And that's some kind of romantic idea of walking in faith. That just doesn't happen in real life. Even the example of Abraham that they gave. The Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded, believing that what God said he would perform. But you go back and read those 25 years. Him and Sarah had a few shenanigans. They tried a few different things. Took a little while to get fully persuaded, didn't it? And I'm glad they use that as an example, because it, sometimes it takes us a little while to get fully persuaded. Yeah, I might get tripped up by the enemy. He might come along and roar something, an old thing, and I'm off. And I was in faith, or I get distracted because somebody's, you know, oh, I'm embarrassed because somebody's going to think, oh, you're name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, you're some health wealth blah, 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 blah. There's nothing. It's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I guess I can't trust God. I can't believe. You know, all of a sudden, you know, keeping up the I's and the dot in the I's, crossing the T's and just all pre- that thing. And all of a sudden, I just can't take a strong stand on the Word of God because of different things. And I will say, you know, I can go down the list. You know, cares of life. I've been knocked off by all these things, okay? They're there for us to be aware of. But what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about keeping the switch of faith turned on. Keeping it turned on. Just because something here knocks me off doesn't mean I can't keep it turned back on. I'm getting back in faith. Oh, yeah. My goodness. I got tripped up. I'm back in faith. I'm, I'm agreeing with the word. You said yes. I'm amening your word. I'm amening. I'm amening. It's not too late. Praise God. All I'm doing is agreeing with the word of God. I'm not putting pressure on myself. The Bible says that Abraham believed that what God was promised, he was able to perform what he promised. You understand? I'm just agreeing with him. I'm not trying to walk on the water. I'm just looking at Jesus. That's all I'm doing. Can't walk on water. I can't, but I can look at Jesus. That's what Walking on the water represents whatever it is you're believing. Walking on the water is whatever, whether it's a healing or freedom or deliverance, this is something you can't do in your own, that you need supernatural help. You can't perform what he promised, but you can look at him, you can agree, you can amen his promise, you can keep your eyes on Jesus. And there is something wonderfully freeing about that. 
Mustard seed faith. It's just agreeing. It's just simply, I'm going back to what, what is it that I'm believing in the first place? What is that word? Maybe that I'm getting persecuted for. I'm going to go back and hold on to that word. I'm going to agree with it. I'm going to say yes and amen. That promise is still true. It is still sure. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And it won't be withheld from him. He will be given it. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. There is that temptation to waver, to doubt. We all experience it. But again, not to be romanticized as that guy who just never doubts. No, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same condition. We all have human conditioned in our natural histories of the things that we live in the atmosphere and the climate and the spiritual climate, and we're all overcoming that stuff together. But the thing of it is, it's when a person stays with it in the face of this stuff and keeps that switch of faith turned on. That is ultimately what he's saying. What does it take? There is a certain stubbornness to agree. There is a certain stubbornness to agree in the world, whatever that is. I know that the wisdom above, that's from above, is pure and peaceable and gentle. Praise God. I'm sticking with that. I know that he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that I am not tempted beyond that which I am able to resist. God's going to make the way of escape. I know that no matter what it is, there's a promise I'm holding on to, and I'm holding on to that promise in the context of my feelings, I'm holding on to it again. In other words, you're believing something, and one of these things happens, whether it's the you know, worries of life or desire for wealth, other, desire for other things, um, persecution for believing God's word. One of these things hits you and gets you off track. But this time, I'm deciding it's not going to get me off track. I got off track before, but I'm not getting off track this time. Something's changing. You're taking another run. You're going at it again. You're growing with humility. You're receiving that word. There is something about it. This is the way um, Jesus did. He said, when Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, when he had fasted 40 days and nights afterward, he was hungry. His physical body is talking to him. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you're the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. That must have sounded pleasant to his soul. But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What is that Jesus doing? He's just holding on to the word of God. He's not arguing. He's just holding on to the word of God. And that's the same way. By his stripes, you were healed. How am I going to be healed? By his stripes, I was healed. I don't have to explain how it's going to happen. I don't have to explain when it's going to happen. I'm just continuing to add my amen to his yes. That's all I'm doing. That's my job. That's, mustard. That's the job of mustard seed faith. To stay in agreement is keeping the switch of faith turned on. It's simple. Now, I'm going to close with this scripture as it relates to this point. There is going to be a change, and there's a change that happened in Abram to when he became Abraham. There was a determination that he decided that God's word was true. He did get fully persuaded. This is part of what gets us fully persuaded right here. Uh, Proverbs, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. 
Let that. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing for their whole body. Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There is something here, and this is where, um, this can, this is where it can make a big difference when it comes to just keeping the switch of faith turned on. Because we'll hit these different contexts of life and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, okay, I'll keep it off. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to try to keep it on in the face of all these things and we can get tired. And that's where the scripture says, don't get sluggish. <laughs> Through faith and patience, you will inherit the promises of God. There's a temptation to get sluggish. We all experience that. Again, there is no that guy who walks in perfect freedom of even temptation of doubt. No, we're all dealing with this. But we realize that there is a certain pressing in. And this is not to be confused with something, um, with something that's of ourselves. You look at that language. He says, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. When you hear a promise of God, by his stripes I was healed. I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not tempted beyond that which I can resist. There is something in you, there's someone in you, the Holy Spirit, who, who witnesses that those promises are true. In other words, you hear that and go, yeah, amen, amen. There's a witness of an amen, of an amen, amen. Just that witness of an amen will get the switch of faith turned on. But the same spirit that witnesses that a promise is true will do more. He won't just stop at witnessing that it's true. He will begin to reveal to you that it's true. He will begin to open the eyes of your understanding to where you see that it's true that you know that it's true. Same spirit that simply witnessed that it's true will begin to give you revelation about that truth. That's where Jesus said, he said, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. You will become intimately acquainted with that thing that you know is true. Yeah, God has given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a promise, and it's true. But as you begin to let that penetrate deep into your heart, and listen carefully, and look at that, and hold it up as precious and as valuable. And I'm just agreeing with it. I'm just agreeing that this is true. As you begin to hold up the Word of God, God, the same Spirit that simply witnesses that it's true, will begin to unfold it and let you see some things about it. And what happens? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And as you continue to agree with God and agree with God and put your eyes before the word of God, faith comes. You're keeping the switch of faith turned on by agreement, but that agreement also draws faith. There's something about it the way God set it up when human beings interact with his word that faith comes. There's a faith that comes. There's a faith that you know that it's true, okay? So there is, there is simply an agreeing with God I don't know when, I don't know how, I couldn't tell you. I'm just agreeing that it's true. I'm simply adding my amen to his yes in keeping the, the switch of faith turned on. And that's where it's important to know 
What am I standing on in the Word of God? And to make that personal for you, it's not just what mom and dad believes or what my church believes, but to get that scripture out and say, this is what I believe. I'm agreeing with your word, Lord. And then the other aspect of it is what I'm simply calling the switch of power, okay? And this is a big part of keeping that switch of faith turned on and receiving. Because God, when he's getting you through this stuff, like all that, you know, the persecution, the, the worries about all that kind of stuff, and you still stay in faith? Satan is throwing everything and the kitchen sink at you, and he still can't get you to turn that switch off? Something's happened in you. There's a resolve that God has worked in you. In other words, it's not just, I got my prayer answered. You got more than that. You got a revelation of God. You got a revelation of the truth of his word. There's stuff going on inside you when you stubbornly hold to the agreement of his word. Like I said, I'm not trying to walk on water. I'm just keeping my eyes on Jesus. I'm just keeping my eyes on his word. I'm just keeping my eyes on what he said. Yeah, there's wind. Yeah, there's wave. Yeah, there's noise. There's a lot going on. I'm just holding on to the word. Just holding on to the word. That's it. There is something very freeing about that. There's something that, that's very taking the pressure off of you to try to have to walk on water that takes it off. I'm just agreeing with your word, whatever that is. I agree, Lord, I agree with your word, but I feel this way. Yep, I agree with your word. And, and don't be intimidated by your humanity. You know, we've got a body. We've got sin that can be present with us and things like, wow, you're dealing with doubt. Yeah, don't be intimidated by that. The word is still the word. And this is where there is something so powerful in keeping that switch of faith turned on. I'm going to begin to say, it is written, just the way Jesus said, it is written. But there is a switch of power that's also connected to the word, we've got to realize. This isn't metaphysical. This isn't mind over matter. This is the power of God. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. As a result of this, he's given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. God is going to do something as we are keeping the switch of faith turned on that is very, that is beautiful. This is where your personal walk with Jesus is so personal. When you think of the power of God, a lot of times we think something I can see with my eyes. I want to see that Red Sea split. I want to see something that is so powerful. I can see, you know, you know I can point to that. There's the power of God there, there, there. And God does wonderful things like that. But I'm telling you what, the, the thing that he's talking about with your faith, there's going to be a power that's released. And it's not a power that you see with your eyes. It's a power you experience in your own heart. It's a power you experience in you that people will be able to see later. But it starts in you. There's something that starts in you that you know something's different. And you know something's different. And you know it's the Spirit of God. You're experiencing a partnership with that divine nature. It goes from theology to a reality 
on the inside. Keeping that switch of faith turned on, again, it's not just, I'm, I'm holding on to the promise of God, I'm holding, on, I'm holding on to the promise of God because it's keeping me in faith and I'm agreeing with God. But something else is happening. There's something connected to those promises. There's a power that's invested in those promises. And when you're, when you're dog-determined to stay with the promise, you're going to experience the power that's in that promise. And this is when things begin to change. And this is when things get very different. You know, when Jesus said this, I'm sorry, kind of keep going back, but he says, if you abide in my word, you're my disciple, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. You can get to these places in your Christian walk where you can get all amped about, I want to know the word, I want to know this, I'm all in, I'm all in, different things like that. But you can be all in and you can come to these places with different motivations. I want to be super spiritual. I want to, just a loyalty to my theology. Everybody's going to see and then they're going to know. And you can have different, you can have different things and I'm going to be you know, so powerful. I'm not, you can be different. But there comes to a point where you get to this point and you're here and you're faithful and you're true because you want to be free. That's your motivation. I don't care about all the other junk. I don't care what people think or say. I want to be free. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm not backing off from the devil and from the, other, the persecution and all that stuff. I want to be free. I'm going to continue till I'm free. That's what happens here. When you keep that switch of faith turned on. Praise God. Amen. But there is something that, that keeps you to that place. And that's where it's you and God. And when you get there... Then it comes over into power stuff. This is when you begin to experience, because the fear of man stuff is, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying you start there, right? We start where we're at. There is a process of getting fully persuaded, but you get to some places. And this is why I say, don't get sluggish. There's some powerful places in God. Because when you begin to esteem the word of God, you experience that partnership with the divine nature. And when things begin to happen, this is where we experience that switch. And scripture looks different. Walking by faith looks different. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Two laws. For those who live according to the flesh, think of a switch, set their minds in the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the spirit, set their minds in the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. And Colossians says, set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not the things that are on the earth. Now, this is where it gets into power. And this is where we've been duped so many times by the enemy. The old, you know, the flesh and the spirit battle. I mean, again, we know the Spirit will bear witness that it's true, right? I know this is true. I got the witness that it's true. But when we stay and continue in the Word, you get more than a witness that it's true. You begin to see and experience that it's true. You experience a partnership with the law of the Spirit of life that makes you free from the law of sin and death. You experience a partnership with the law of the Spirit of life that causes you to escape the, that are the corruptions, escape the corrupt desires that are of the world. I've been trying to not do the corrupt desires of the world, but something changes here where I am escaping. I am living above the corrupt desires of the world because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, as it relates to light switch stuff and power, we see that we've got a decision to make. 
These decisions to be spiritually minded or carnally minded. I'm telling you what, not, again, this is where I'm talking. This is kind of where I'm talking to that place. It's not about trying to be spiritual. It's not about my theology. It's not about what we believe in God today and what God. This is not about that. I just want to be free. I want to be free, and I'll be totally free starting from in here. Totally free. And then the fruit will speak for itself. But it's got to start here. This is another important inflection point. When you just want to be free. And you got the spirit flesh battle. We've talked about this. We've been over this a lot. I know definitely we've climbed up this mountain from a lot of different angles at Tour of Life. But I want to climb up that mountain from this angle. There is power. There is power in God. There is a power of the Holy Spirit. There is a partnership we experience with the Holy Spirit as it relates to walking in the Spirit. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. In other words, if Satan wants to get you to flip that switch off, all he has to do is get you carnally minded. Just get him carnally minded. The, the, the little mustard seed, you don't even have the strength to lift it when you're carnally minded. You're not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. This is where the enemy gets us off on the, on the bunch of junk. The flesh stuff, you can see the works of the flesh that are adultery, fornication, um, hatred, bitterness, envy, strife, all those stuff. And of course, we've got our stories, we've got our narratives, we've got all that stuff that's attached to it. And that kind of stuff that just tries to get us carnally minded. It's designed to get you off the power of God. It's going after the power. You got to be able to see through it. I'm going to be a good and I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to be the flesh. No, I want to be free now. I'm coming at this mountain from a different angle. It's trying to rob power from me. This is what the scripture says. It says, I say then walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do what you wish. In other words, there's a struggle for that light switch, right? There's a struggle as we're keeping the switch of faith turned on. There's a struggle to turn it off and it's between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh doesn't want that thing on. The spirit wants it on, okay? But the whole, no, as we keep it on, now we know that, it goes on to say what the works of the flesh are, but as we keep it on, as we choose to walk in the Spirit, even when we can't do the things we wish and we don't feel sorry for ourselves, we just by faith say, that's the Spirit and I don't feel sorry. That's just what God wants me to do. So I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Something gets produced. That partnership with the Holy Spirit begins to produce this stuff. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He who sows to the flesh will the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will the spirit reap everlasting life. Don't be weary. You will reap in due season. But what are you reaping? You're reaping the fruit of the spirit. Now look. You can look at that fruit of the spirit and think, oh, love, joy, peace, patience. Almost like some kind of a passive fluffy list. These things are not passive nor fluffy. Love. When you reap love, you're a little less afraid than you were before. There, that love just casts out fear. Joy. You're happy, and you know it. And the enemy is shouting things, and he's threatening, and the more he shouts and the more he threatens, the, the louder you laugh. There's a joy of the Lord that's your strength. There's a joy that just comes. I didn't, 
The world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. I'm just walking in the Spirit, and I'm experiencing a joy. Why, why am I happy? Well, there's a joy there. There's a strength there. Peace. You don't, you don't know how it's going to work out, but you're not afraid. You just have peace. It passes your understanding. That's, these, are, these are not, again, passive fluffies. These are positions of strength. When you experience partnership with the Holy Spirit and you experience this, patience. You're used to having to, everything's going a million miles an hour and all of a sudden, supernaturally, you're just slowing down on the inside. It's like, wow, is this me? Yeah. You're just experiencing partnership with the Holy Spirit. Temptation comes, and it's like, I'm not going there, I'm not saying that, I'm not looking there, because it's, it's after my power. That switch, it's a powerful switch. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, based on where I'm setting my mind, it's going to be life or peace or death. It's coming after my power. It's coming after that love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. You begin to think things. You begin to think outside yourself supernaturally about the other guy. Like, wow, cool. Praise God. All of a sudden, you know, it's not just what's happening on the me channel. That's so important thing. You're, you're, you're looking out and you're getting it. And you're, you, you, what are you, you're talking about power, right? Now, again, you'll, this stuff will show up on the outside in your life eventually. People will see it or know or, you know, different things you do. But there's a power that starts on the inside. And when you experience that power, it's like, I want to keep that switch on. I like this guy. I like who I am. I like who I am when I'm, when I'm partnering with Christ. And the cool thing is, you're in that power. Because when you're not in that power, since to be carnally minded is death. I can't stop it. I just can't stop it. When you're... When you're walking in the law of the spirit of life and the power and you're experiencing partnership with the Holy Spirit, it's not about me trying to stop it. You experience the Holy Spirit stopping it for you. You experience a pushback that's not mind over matter. You experience a pushback that's of the spirit of God. That's where the scripture admonishes us. It says, stir up the gift of God which is in you. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a Spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. The Spirit just is power. He is love. He's a sound mind. When you stir him up, you experience that partnership with him on your behalf. You're experiencing yourself changing. You're experiencing the power and the fruit of the Spirit, having activation in your mind. And it's not about trying to keep track of every thought. I am stubbornly agreeing with the word and I'm sowing to the Spirit. I'm so into the Spirit. I'm trust. It's a big part of so into the Spirit. It's just walking in the Spirit. You know, he said, don't... In other words, I like to put it this way too. The way I wrestle against the devil, the way I resist the devil is by agreeing with the Word of God. I'm agreeing with his Word. Sometimes we think resisting the devil, but I got I to gotta encourage you, just agree with the Word. Vocally agree with the Word of God. Call out the word of God. You're wrestling successfully and you're resisting successfully. Agree with the word. Keep it simple. As you're agreeing with the word, as you're continuing in the word, you're going to experience that partnership with the Holy Spirit. And that witness of the partnership of the Holy Spirit as you're keeping the switch turned on will motivate you 
to want to keep it turned on because that's when you experience your own personal traction in your soul, in your mind, your emotions, and God gets more real to you. But there is that step of faith where I'm saying, okay, God, I'm going to stir up the gift of God. And he goes on to say, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks to God always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. What is that? I am stirring up the gift of God. I'm worshiping. I'm blessing. I'm declaring. I'm fellowshipping. What are you doing? You're setting your mind on things above, but you're filling your heart and your mouth with things above. You're going to be in two positions. There's positions where you're listening and you're getting stuff, and there's other areas where you're producing stuff. This is where you're going to produce things. This is where I'm going to worship God. I'm, I'm in worship mode. I'm glorifying him. I'm blessing him. I'm fellowshipping. I'm talking. I'm not, in, I'm not judge. I'm the one putting out the thoughts. I'm the one putting it out, and I'm declaring it. I'm declaring what he has done for me. There is, there's an outflow of that. There's an outflow in prayer. There's an outflow in gratitude, in praise that I'm putting out. What am I doing? I'm stirring up the spirit of God. Because the Spirit Spirit of God gets stirred when the Spirit hears truth. You begin to declare truth, the Spirit's going to witness true, 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 true. You begin to worship in spirit and in truth, it stirs up the Spirit of God. And what what am I saying again here? I'm not trying to figure anything out. I'm not trying to walk on water. I'm just staying in agreement with God. I'm just staying in agreement with His Word, with His truth. And finally, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, His Word... His promise, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And so keeping the switch of faith turned on, all right? It starts with a witness, knowing that something's true to where we get our hope out there and our faith out there. But there is a keeping that switch of faith turned on that is going to involve two areas that I've discovered in my life. It's agreement. Lord, I'm staying in agreement. No matter what it looks like, I'm staying in agreement with you. I'm going to continue in your word because I want to know that truth in a way that makes me free. And the switch of power. I want to experience the power of the Spirit. What is that? It is the power of love, joy, peace, patience. When you begin to experience that, you could be praying for deliverance for this thing or healing for that thing or whatever, and no matter what it is that you're praying for specifically, you experience that. I'm telling you what, you are on your way because when you begin to experience how he changes you and you experience that partnership with the Spirit of God, all things are possible to him who believes. There is an internal getting fully persuaded that happens in you as you begin to engage his word in a way that you experience the power in his word that causes faith to become sight. But it's going to start on the inside, keeping that, keeping that switch of faith turned on. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you've given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness, exceeding great and precious promises, that through these promises we can be partakers of that divine nature, Father, I pray for each one of us this morning. You know where we're at. You know what that second sermon is for each of your precious children this morning. And I just pray right now, Heavenly Father, that there would just be a supernatural um, 
revelation, wisdom, Father God, that would just come through these words this morning. I pray, Father, that you would just encourage each of us, Lord, that whatever that issue is, whatever that area of hurt or pain or fail or whatever it is that we're needing healing, restoration, that we would begin to see and explore and find out what your precious promises are and to realize you love us you care for us, so you've provided these promises. Father, I pray for each one here this morning, whether it's for healing or finances or deliverance or freedom from an addiction, whatever it might be, I pray, Heavenly Father, that there would just be a sense of yes and amen to your word, a fresh sense that the Almighty God, Almighty God is able to deliver to the uttermost, and that includes us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that your promises are true, that your power is real. And I pray for each one here today too, Lord, as we come up against the roars of the enemy, the persecutions for faith, the cares of other things, the lures of the world, all those little tests we pass along the way as we're getting fully persuaded. I pray for each one here to not give up, Father God, but to continue to be blessed, stubbornly agree with your word, Father God, until we experience that freedom. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. We'll receive that this morning. Um, you know, again, it goes in a zillion directions depending on your situation or whatever it is you're believing God for. But you know, our part isn't big. Our part is mustard seed. It's simple. It's just agreeing. It's agreeing with God, continuing in his word. We all face the same stuff. You know, you're not an island. You know, we've all experienced failures, but we get back up. We get back up, we turn that switch back on, and by the grace of God, we continue to keep it on until we experience that freedom that Jesus promised. Amen? Praise God.